Welcome listeners to Money Loves Me, Money Loves Me Not. It's a podcast by Shimula. I'm Dawn Parks. I'm the host today. And I'm so excited to have Ethan Ho of, all right, Ethan, tell me again. Kala, say it again. Kala Capital. Kala Capital. Great. And one of his clients, Chelsea Vitek. They're going to be joining us today for this conversation about money and how money works in terms of financial fitness and physical fitness and how you can start to work with an advisor early on in your life. A lot of times our uh, clients and the people who are listening are in that 45 to 65 year old range, but you know, that younger crowd and is, is a very, it's a very important time to get started. And Ethan and Chelsea are like the perfect example of how to get started earlier in life so that you don't have to sweat and worry about it when you hit your 60s. So welcome, Ethan, and welcome, Chelsea. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having us. Thank yeah. you for having us. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited. I thought what we could do is, um, Ethan, why don't you take a minute and tell us a little bit about your company and how you how you got here. It isn't, you didn't wake up one morning and all of a sudden create your company. You've kind of been down a financial, a tra more traditional financial advisor pathway, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a journey. So growing up, I grew up in Hawaii and I kind of grew up in like a rural countryside where money wasn't very important to my neighbors and my friends. But I went to a pretty prestigious high school where um, there was a lot of wealth flowing around. And so there was this very stark difference between how each of those, you know, friend groups of mine dealt with money. And it just got me really interested um, in the underlying yeah, reasons on. why. Ethan, can I, can I have just a second? Chelsea, is your... Do you have a camera that's going the other direction? Because you were looking the other way for a while, and I didn't know if your your oh you're on silence. Sorry, I was looking at the the email you sent. Sorry, but I'll keep I'll keep it on on the screen. Kelsey, focus. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was in the, I was reading over the email just the kind of flow, but um, I'll just oh, shut that. Don't worry, go you're going to be great. You're going to be great mm -hmm. at it. Okay, so Ethan, why don't you start over and and start um start again about your company and how you got started and we'll cut out this other part Sorry, Don't worry. okay no, no okay. worries okay so when I, you know, obviously the starting company is a journey and you don't just wake up one day and decide that this is the, what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Uh, but I grew up in Hawaii in kind of like a rural countryside where money wasn't super important to my, my friends and my local community. And then I went to a really prestigious high school where it was, there was a lot of wealth flowing around. Uh, and between those two kind of differences on how each of my friend groups dealt with money got me really interested in this topic or this conversation from a really young age. Um, when I went to college in New York City, I didn't really know what I wanted to do like a lot of college kids. I was testing and exploring uh, and realized, you know, when I was about a junior, I got a job as an, in, like as an intern um, at a financial planning company and realized that uh, that's something that I would be really interested in. I was always, you know, kind of ambitious and wanted to learn how to build wealth. And sorry, that's oh, my dog. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Barking dogs are welcome. It's not a problem. We can't hear it. So Bare barely hear it. Oh, okay. Awesome. Uh, so I got really interested in, you know, how, how to make money and how it all kind of works. So I figured 
it would be a really smart idea to become a financial advisor, not only help people generate wealth, but also get like an insight into how people dealt with money. And so um, I got put on that track straight out of straight out of college. And I was with a company for over seven years, being a financial advisor, um, sitting down with individuals and families and going through their financial situation, just helping them figure out their goals and how to accomplish it. Uh, but through that experience, I learned that there was kind of a lot of flaws with the financial institutions as a whole and financial services as a whole. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to work really hard to help people accomplish their dreams, then I should do it exactly in line with my moral compass. So I kind of built my skill set up and was able to kind of become proficient enough where I felt like I could do this on my own and I could do it better than the rest of the people around me. So that's what inspired me to start Claw Capital. And here we are. Now, that's really great. I, I love that story because a lot of times people will say that working for the big financial industry houses doesn't give you the, you can't work with a lot of the clients that you'd really like to work with because of the minimums, right? And I just so appreciate the people like you who go out and create it on your, on your own, on your own terms, based on your own values, which of course, we want you to make money as an as a if I were your client, I would want you to make money. But I also want you to help me figure out how do I make money if I haven't figured that out yet. So thank you so much for going out on your own and starting your own business. And that's how you and Chelsea connected, right? Chelsea learned about you and your business. But before we talk about how that you got connected, Chelsea, tell us a little bit about your business. You have a really fascinating uh, background coming from what anthropology and Geography, I think, right? And now you're in financial fitness, which, whew, tell us more about that. Yeah, first of all, I like, I love the fact that you said financial fitness and physical fitness. I think it's, it's so many parallels and similarities that I know that we'll touch upon today. But my background is liberal arts, anthropology, and geography. I'm more of a, consider myself an explorer, a traveler, finances, um, money has never been something that has been on my mind until I started making money of my own. Um, and then uh, it was about a few years ago when I was in my late 20s, I was at a, a get together. It was someone's 30th birthday. I was around all my peers and they are in, they're in the finance sector, they're in uh, real estate and they were having these conversations that was just blowing me away about um, their own investments about their retirement. And that's kind of when I had my own epiphany and I thought, wow, I should probably start doing something with my future. It really was my future because going into late twenties, early thirties, I thought I'm not getting any younger and no one is helping me with this. And my background is similar to Ethan where it wasn't growing up, it wasn't a, a topic of conversation um, or we didn't get the, 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 the help that we needed to you know, take care of our finances. Um, and that is when I realized I should probably look for help. And lo and behold, Ethan was, was a friend that I've known since middle school. Um, and him and I got along very well because he started his own business and I started my own business, which is online personal training. So I have clients from all across the US. We help them with their fitness. We help them with their nutrition and really just to improve their overall health and wellness. And I said, oh, okay, my, my business side is going well. My personal health is going well. Now a part of me that's missing is my financial health. And that's kind of what led me to Ethan. That's really great. So 
So when you work with people on their physical fitness, so is it a certain kind of client that you work with or do you work with anybody? Tell us Great a question. little bit more about the business. Great question. We work with ladies um, from 18 all the way up to 60 years, years old. Um, and these ladies are really looking to us just to improve their, their lifestyle, to improve their wellness overall. Um, we don't work with anyone in specific. We do pageant girls, wedding ladies, ladies who are postpartum, new moms. Um, and it's just really ladies who say, okay, I'm, it's time for me to reclaim my health and my wellness. I want to feel like a woman again. I want to feel bright, vibrant and have all the energy in the world. And we help um, kind of get that path started and, and guide them in the right direction. Okay. I think that's great because it's really a great example of how financial and physical work together, which you're right. We'll talk about a little bit later in, in the podcast, but just to tickle people's ideas, it's this idea that, you know, when you finally make a decision to get better, it, get better physical shape, right? Especially if you've had some events over time and you're tired and your body doesn't seem to work the way you want it to, or your, your brain, because your body's not working the way you want it to, it's kind of scary to get started. And if you don't see results within a few days, it's easy to say, forget it. This is not going to work, which is probably what you run into as well. Ethan, people are like, I want to see results now. And you have to yeah. kind of talk them off the ledge and say, these things take time. We're talking about your future. We're not talking about tomorrow. Right. So, um, so what I'd like to, what I'd like to hear about is, so Chelsea, you said you, you, you came across Ethan. So what was it? Tell me a little bit about your journey to find a financial advisor. I put the thought out into the universe saying, okay, I, I would love to have some guidance. I don't know what that might look like. And on Facebook, I saw Claude Capital and um, I, Ethan posts some, some great in, informational knowledge out there. So you don't have to be a wizard with finance. And so I, I already learned quite a bit from his, his content, great website, Facebook page. And then I, it was very easy to just sign up I signed up on a call and Ethan and I talked for about an hour, just caught up and he asked me about some of my, my goals and where I'm at. And then I realized that, okay, I think this is the person that I want to help me really with my financial future. Very cool. So what are the, so, you know, when someone's 30 and looking out into the future, it's different than someone who's 50 or 60. And it's like, it's on the horizon, like right now, I've, you know, if, if you've not done the work, you know, when you get older, it can be kind of scary, but you know, you're, you're still in your early thirties, right? And what is it that compelled you to start thinking about the future? What was it about the future that made you nervous? Or was it something like, was it, was it, you were nervous about the future or was it more, you had a dream about the future and it was pulling you forward? More so the line, I was nervous about the future because I made a, a commitment to myself that I will always be my own boss. I'm not going to, as an entrepreneur, I am not going to work for a company. So therefore I can't rely on a company for my retirement. Um, and so that's when I realized no one is going to help me. I need to take action. Just like I tell my current clients, if you want to see change, you need to take action now and figure figure out what you can do physically um, to kind of get that, that ball rolling. And it was more so 
okay, I have an opportunity now uh, with some extra finances because my business was doing well and I can take this opportunity and go two ways. One, sit on it and wish and pray something will happen or two, take action and invest in someone like Ethan and Kalak Capital. Um, and so it's, it's more so, okay, I'm ready. Let's take action to set my future up um, so that I don't look back and say, I, I shoulda, I woulda, I coulda done something, right? Mm. Well, kudos to you for taking it on. It's kind of like the compound effect that people don't really understand it, right? Whether it's physical fitness, mental fitness, or financial fitness, the compounding, it's that taking one little step at a time that makes all the difference in the world and getting started today, no matter where you are, is, mm -hmm. is so important. So Ethan, when you first started working with Chelsea, can you share a little bit about your process, right? Whatever kinds of details you can talk about, because I'm going to guess that Chelsea, not everybody gets the same kind of plan or program or approach, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the process, we want to systematize the process so we can continue to make it better, but everybody's plan ultimately ends up being a little bit different. You know, we use a lot of the same vehicles. We use a lot of the same philosophies and principles, but everybody has a different, unique relationship with money and it, and it means something different to every single person, you know? So depending on those underlining reasons and, and really people's compelling story and reason why behind what they want to do with their money, why they want to go out and, you know, put it to work in charity or use it in their family or, or there's so many different ways to repurpose or purpose money that the plan itself is super customized to an individual. So a lot of my role and job as a financial advisor is merely facilitating that conversation and helping people think a little bit more long term about, you know, generating an income. And one of the questions that I always like to ask people is, is there ever going to be a time in your life where you don't have a need for income or for money? And, and most of the time, the answer is no. And then the follow up question is, do you want to work for the rest of your life? You know, mm -hmm. not necessarily, you know, because there's a lot of people that do want to work, but have to work. That's a, probably a better way to put it. We always think of financially retired it doesn't mean you're not working it just means that you don't have a need for money and and so understanding first people's goals but then understanding what's actually supporting those goals if you don't have a clear picture of the the underlining reason the big the uh, you know in hawaii we i'll call it the north star because that's kind of what people use to guide themselves through ocean navigation and whatnot um, so if you don't have an underlining reason that North Star, then the goals are much harder to accomplish because there's not something that's going to compel you to, you know, go out and make a little bit more, or cut back expenses or, you know, take a little bit of a risk and investment in yourself. So a lot of our, our you know, our conversations are around that and it has to be, you know, has to do a lot with just coaching but there's also a really you know critical part of the puzzle which is a, a understanding and a knowledge base so we call it financial literacy but it's just understanding how money works it can be a different language to a lot of people mm -hmm. so as an advisor and a coach you're kind of balancing this this role between teaching them but also inspiring them and, and understanding that you don't need to know everything you don't need to be a wizard at at finance to be a successful investor, it's actually more important, in my opinion, to have a clear understanding of where you are and where you want to go. So a lot of our, our conversations and systems um, are around that. 
and then finding, you know, the right, the right person, the right person that's going to uh, really take that information and that advice to heart. And, you know, Chelsea is like the perfect example of it. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of tendencies or trait, personal traits that make someone successful. Um, but I, I find that there's like three that are really, I find really interesting. Um, you know, someone needs to be ambitious. They need to know that they're here to, to serve a higher purpose and do more, uh, which Chelsea, like as a small business owner already has, you know, she's already multiplying the impact she's having on this, this world by building a business, building a team, creating her processes and systems and truly like changing people's lives um, for the better, then you have to have like a dose of fear, which Chelsea had like coming into it, you need to be a little scared. But you also it also needs to be balanced with this confidence knowing that like you can handle it, you know, you can figure it out, you can learn it. Uh, and we see that a lot with entrepreneurs, which is why I love working with entrepreneurs. Uh, and then the last is coachability and like working with another coach, they have it, they understand that if you want to shorten your distance from A to B, Get a coach, get someone who's done it before, who's seen other people do it before, who can really help you navigate those unfamiliar waters. So uh, that's kind of the process. And that's like kind of the person that I think really benefits from sitting down and getting, you know, you'll hear me say this a ton of times, but getting proactive about their finances and not being reactive and waiting. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, so I love this idea, you know, first, you know, ambition, right? You said, I think you said ambition, fear and coachability, right? You have to have that North Star. We talk about North Stars at Shimula. But the idea, I've always had this experience that people have a dream and then the fear comes because they can see that their dream won't come true, right? That's what inspires the action. But if you don't have a, if you don't have a North Star and probably, you know, Ethan, or Ethan have to hear a little bit more about like, there's probably milestones in between because I, I think of it sometimes as like, if you wanted to climb Mount Everest, you don't just fly over and unpack your bags and start a climb, right? You have to, there's a lot of work you have to do a lot. You have to gather a lot of financial resources. You have to get in good physical shape. You know, it, this is not something that happens in a week. It's a long-term. And so you have to kind of measure some milestones. There's short-term milestones to show you're getting ready, medium-term and long-term, right? So when, when you're working with someone like Chelsea, tell me a little bit ab about that process so, because, you know, her North Star, and especially when I think about things now, you guys, when we're, when, for the listeners, there's some big military activity happening in the Ukraine with Russia. So just as a reference point for you folks when you're listening, but everybody gets nervous, worried, scared, but if you've got a good plan, and confidence in your advisor that makes a big difference so ethan i just threw a whole bunch of stuff at you but i'd love to hear your thoughts about how do you how do you work with someone like chelsea who's only been doing this a few years might be a little bit nervous about the future especially with crazy things like that are happening in today's world yeah so everybody's milestone and kind of checkpoints i think is going to be different you can boil some kind of some common ones down to you know having enough in your emergency fund, getting out of debt, opening up a retirement account, especially for those small business owners. You know, a lot of them don't have a retirement account set up for themselves and that that burden is on them and they're too focused make, making their business profitable as they should be. That's like 
you know, you sh where you should put a lot of your energy into, but that doesn't mean you should totally negate the back half of wealth building, which is how to actually keep, preserve, leverage, grow your money and not just make it. Um, so everybody's checkpoint along the way is going to be unique. And I think specific to them, I think as an advisor and you're, as you're guiding them through this, this process, it takes years. It takes years to develop and get very comfortable with a financial plan. Sometimes uh, it's two years. Sometimes it's five years. Sometimes, sometimes it's even longer. But the goal, in my opinion, is to begin to build up confidence in your current situation. And that comes through experience and it comes through stacking up small little wins. So, so a lot of times, you know, you don't need to have all of a sudden made a million dollars to call it a win. You can literally create a cash management system for yourself that allows you to make, you know, spend time and energy up front to then have money decisions made for you every month. So it becomes a habit and that's a win. You can sit down and aggregate all your accounts to get a good understanding of your net worth to see where am I currently at? That's a win. You can put together a, a, cash, a cash management plan or a budget or a spending plan to see where's my money going and is it going in areas that are in line with my goals, my higher purpose, my North Star, and that's a win. And those things don't take very long. They take a little bit of focus up front. But you can start stacking these small little wins and we're human. We're not going to be able to always, you know, stick to the plan. There's going to be moments where we overspend. There's going to be moments, you know, where an emergency happens that we just did not foresee maybe before the emergency fund was fully funded and it's a setback. But through these moments, you, you learn, you grow, you get comfortable putting your money into a investment vehicle that is not 100% guarantee that does have the ability to go up and down in value, but that also gives you the ability to make money over time. Um, and you get accustomed to, you know, fluctuations in market value when it comes to investing. And a lot of times, and I'll, I'll put a caveat in here, a lot of times people think having a financial plan just means investing in the stock market. And I, I would, you know, argue that that's just, that's one piece of the puzzle. You know, mm -hmm. when we talk about keeping up with inflation and things like that, it's a very easy place to do it. But having a financial plan doesn't mean you're investing in the stock market necessarily. It could literally be a debt management plan. It could be in how to fund a, a side hustle or turn your side hustle into a true business. It could, it could be so many different things than just investing in the stock market. And I think that's a big mis, you know, misconception out there where it's like, oh, financial advisor, you need to invest in the stock market to have a plan. Yes. Most people do eventually it's, it's, but it doesn't mean that that's where you need to start. Uh, so depending on your situation, uh, everybody starts somewhere else, but it's all about building up those little wins, building up your confidence and getting comfortable with, you know, your team that you're building yourself, you know, that you're building around your personal finances. So, you know, Chelsea doesn't just have a financial advisor. She also as an accountant and, you know, she, she'll eventually have a bookkeeper and she's going to have an estate plan. So there's a lot of things that add, you know, you add to this entire picture over time. Um, mm -hmm. but your financial advisor is your quarterback is the person that's going to help you facilitate the whole thing, ask meaningful questions to, you know, uncover that North star, that reason why. That's awesome. I like the idea of having the financial advisor as the quarterback, right? Because you not you can't run all the positions. You can't be offense. You can't be defense at the same time. You can't be the center. You can't be throwing the ball and catching it, right? It's it's exactly. so good to have somebody who's looking over the whole thing and has a broad enough set of knowledge and experience 
to know when it's time to bring in other players. So Chelsea, tell me a little bit about how you worked with Ethan. So, you know, pick up the phone, you get on with the phone with, with Ethan, or maybe you were able to meet in person. I don't know if you were living in Hawaii at the time, but tell me a little bit about how that, your experience working with Ethan. Yeah, so it's a lot of Zoom face-to-face. -face. I'm currently in Oregon, so I haven't been able to, to meet with Ethan in person, but it was a lot of, like Ethan was saying, let's identify your North Star, your goals, and then let's go from there. And where I started, it wasn't even at level zero. It was at level negative. I didn't have a direction. I didn't have any sort of idea what a game plan could look like. And so it was great that Ethan really took my, my goals of financial freedom, um, worrying about retirement. Um, and now I currently have a baby on the way. So as oh, so life, exciting. thanks, um, a, few, a few months out. So he's almost here, but as life changes, um, Ethan is able to make appropriate adjustments with me and kind of grow with me per se. Um, and it's very much, I'm, he's a coach, yes, but um, and an advisor. Um, and what I love about Ethan is, and I should be a better example because even with my own clients, he will just check in. Hey, Chelsea, just check in. How are you? How are you doing? We do quarterly calls, but in between the quarterly calls, he's um, you know as, as a friend, as a coach, making sure that okay, we set these little tasks to do, and following up with me. So really keeping me kind of in line and um, really making sure that the game plan that we set that I'm following through with it on my end. So that's what you mean by coach. If people are saying, well, how do you have a coach? Really making sure that you are following through with the game plan. Like we said, as the quarterback, making mm -hmm. sure everyone is kind of doing what they need to. So it's been a great experience knowing that no matter what happens, I'll be okay because I have somebody on my side. I have someone with my best interests at heart. Um, and it's really cool that it's someone besides family, right? Because with our own family, they give us all this advice, um, but to have someone who is in it every day um, and really knows what they're talking about, it is a big stress relief on my end, especially when you know baby's coming and we're still renting. But when we are ready to make these other big financial decisions, we know that we'll be okay and we'll have a team behind us. Well, so you said that you were renting and I really love this idea that, I mean, sometimes people think they have to have a whole lot of money in the bank and you know that you have to you have to already have your house and you have to have things all figured out and it, that's not true it's not true you really do wherever you are it's time to get started and ethan will be there with you when you're ready to buy you know i know i i had a financial advisor years ago and this was before i understood anything and he kept saying don't buy that house don't buy that house it's not time don't buy that house and you know what i bought that house and he was right the the timing was all wrong but I have a little bit of maverick in me and I was kind of like, forget it. I'm going to do what I want to do because I wanted that house. And listening to your advisor who has so much depth and knowledge about why or why not we sh somebody shouldn't do things is so important. And it sounds like Ethan will be there as you're making these big steps. So you have money for today and the baby, and they, but you also have money when they're ready to go to college and then when you're ready to retire, which is so very critical right mm -hmm. yeah yeah so let me tell me a little bit about um how you guys see the whole relationship of financial fitness and 
physical fitness. So I know Chelsea, you and I had talked about it and Ethan, you and I've talked a little bit about it. So I'd, I'd love for people to hear your points of view about it because I, I do actually think it's ex extremely important. So Chelsea, you wanna start us on that? Yeah, you both already had so many great points that you mentioned regarding financial fitness and physical fitness, but my big parallels are you have to start somewhere, no matter your age. Like I mentioned, we work with ladies who are in their late teens, early 20s, and ladies who are in the later part of life who say, you know, it's, it's never too late to get started. Um, and it's never too late to get started. And sometimes we need to ask for help or else we, what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Right. And your health, I would say, is just as important as your finances. What you, if you don't have your health, you can't really focus on finances and vice versa. Um, and so really making sure that we are looking at the now, where are we at now and what in really sitting down and reflecting, what are my goals and what can I do to take action, to get started? Um, I think, Ethan, your phrase was um, not preventative, but taking action, right? The here and the, here and the now. Um, and for physical fitness, it's, okay, let me focus on my diets, right? And so maybe in financial fitness, it's, let me focus on my spending. What am I currently spending? Where is my intake? Um, and kind of balancing that out, not to be in a surplus on either side. Um, and then my, my movement, my activity, right? Um, how can I make sure that I am moving my body to take care, make sure it's a well-oiled machine? And all of that doesn't come down to that one good lunch I had or that one good dinner I had, that one dessert I didn't eat. It's at that one time I worked out, it's all the little things every single day that add up, like you were saying, kind of escalating um, and a compounding factor that that is how you lose one pound a week. Next thing you know, that's how you lose four pounds a month. That's how you lose uh, 12 pounds in um, the first three months. And it's very, very similar to, to finances, whether that's investing, whether that's saving, whether that's like Ethan was saying, taking the first step of just being aware where is my money going, right? Where, mm -hmm. where is my money going towards my priorities? Um, same thing with, uh, with your fitness. Is my energy going towards my priorities? Am I spending my time on my computers, social or social media when I could be focusing my energy more so on maybe meal prep or looking for healthy recipes or moving my body? So it's really, really cool to see the parallels. And again, all with the big picture in mind for our overall wellness, right? Doesn't mean, you know, saying you're gonna have a, a million dollars um, and feel like you made it or you're so su successful. To some people, that just might mean uh, being in a positive cash flow. And so, really being able to keep the big picture in mind, the North Star, and having that goals and having that reason why and having that driving factor, um, both for fitness and finances. If you can grasp your head around it, and if you can reach out for help, there's really nothing that is, is stopping you, no matter what situation you're in or kind of where you're starting from. So I'm gonna ask you, did Ethan ask you to do things that you didn't wanna do? Sometimes coaches will say, you gotta run through the tires, and you're like, I'm tired, I don't wanna run through the tires anymore. Did, did he, did he, ask or highly suggest you do things that you just really didn't want to do, but. Good question. 
I, when it comes to investing in stocks, not that I didn't want to do is I told him, I know nothing. I don't know what is good or bad. So he said, okay, let's start slow. We're going to take it baby steps and let's not bite off more than we can chew. Same thing with fitness. If you don't know how to go about making a proper healthy meal, let's start slow. Let's focus on maybe eliminating processed foods, for example. And so it's not that I didn't want to, it's just the uncertainty was a little nerve nerve wracking. Um, but it's already been almost a year and I, I don't regret saying, yes, let's do it. I, I have a team supporting me. Okay. That's awesome. There's this guy, his name is T. Harv Eker, and he wrote this book called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And one of the things that he says at his seminars is if I had a pill, that I could give you that would guarantee you would have a healthy life until you were 120 years old, would you want it? And everybody raises their hand. Of course I want it if I'm gonna be healthy and I can, and my brain's working and it's a good life. And then he said, okay, how many of you have enough money to live until you're 120 years old? And very few people raise their hands. And it's interesting to think about how we all wanna be, we all wanna be healthy and wealthy and live for a very long time, but we don't think about how do we financially live? Social security won't be enough, assuming it's still around, right? And 120 is, you know, could be 60, 70, 80, 90 years from now for some people. So I always found that that was very interesting, which kind of helps, kind of goes into, Ethan, whatever you want to tell us about the relationship between financial and physical health from the advisor perspective. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I think, you know, your physical health and your financial health is probably some of the most easy to draw parallels. Like they are exactly the same. They're just a whole different kind of section of your life. It's like we can boil it down and make it really simple. When it comes to getting in good financial health, you need to either make more money or you need to save more money. And when it comes to your physical health, I don't want to oversimplify it, but you need to like eat less than you take in and work out a little bit more, right? Like it, you know, we all kind of know deep down what we need to be doing or what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. But the amount of people that actually don't do it is astronomical. And that's because we're humans and we're emotional. And, you know, we, we let little triggers in our life, you know, you walk by the fridge and you see that box of donuts or whatever. And you're like, I've already had that donut mentally, you know, and, and then, you, and then the whole box is gone. And like the same thing kind of works with your finances. Like, it's very easy to get into a habit that's not healthy and are, are financially healthy. And, and it's all about being able to strike the balance between living in the present and living in the future. But, you know, as humans, we want to like conserve our brain energy. And if we can make something a habit, like we do that. And I, I think it was, I can't remember exactly the, the, what book it came from, but it was about 40% of your daily activities are just habits that you have ingrained. Right. And and it's all about making small little, taking the small little baby steps, stacking small little wins, and essentially the habits that you build over time that are going to create the physical health and the financial health, I think 99.9% .9 in this planet desires. Uh, so just having someone to hold you accountable and to help navigate that journey is super important. You know, one of the things that I realized as a financial advisor is that, you know, 
I know, Don, we're going to do another podcast together. So I'll share it there. But there's, in my eyes, there's like five essential pillars to becoming really financially successful. Uh, and having that accountability is one of them. And so many of the financial advisors think they just need to be data analyzers. They just need to put together a plan with the numbers backing it. But that plan is worthless if you can't inspire someone or coach someone to stick to the plan over the long haul. Like a diet plan is worthless if you go out and you just eat whatever you want. You can have the best workout plan, but if you don't go to the gym, nothing happens. Right. So not only having the plan, but also having someone that's going to hold you accountable and inspire you to execute against the plan. Uh, so tons of similarities. You probably could go on for hours about this, but that's no, my but I think I think that's really, really important. I think that um, we get, they, they say we have something like, I don't know, 60,000 thoughts a day and that 95% of them are the exact same thoughts that you had yesterday. And you think about that and so there's no new thinking happening which means there's no new activity happening which means there's no new you're really while you're living an extra day an extra minute an extra hour an extra year you're not moving forward except for getting older right and yeah. and and if you could if you just added one small new habit or a, a, a little shift darren hardy talks about that a lot in his book called the compound effect just a one little shift can make all the difference in the world if you hold on to the shift it opens your view of the world just a little bit differently and you can see see things that you had never seen before because i i do there's a, there's so many people that think i've got plenty of time mm -hmm. i was talking to somebody the other day and they were talk um well it was a, a friend of mine who also was a financial advisor and she mentioned that uh, one of her clients who's much older like in his late 80s just took all of his money out of the stock market and it's literally under the bed because he's just so afraid and he's got so much money he could live to be 120 right even if the stock market tanks and we we just don't always use our brain toward these really important things called making sure we have enough money and a body that works if we have enough money and i just the, the, you're right the, the similarities are amazing they're absolutely amazing. So. Yeah, to hit that home, I mean, for all the listeners out there, it it really makes the world of difference understanding and implementing small little changes that compound over time. You know, we there's studies sh that show that having just baseline financial literacy will save you about $1,600 a year in savings. That doesn't mean that you're going to go out and use $1,600 and buy that next, like, fancy watch or handbag or something. But if you take that money and you actually invest it and do something with it, over time, it's going to compound and it can grow, you know, depending on how long you invest it, half a million, a million dollars, like just cutting out Starbucks once a day, like once a week, you know, for 30 years and taking that difference and investing it is a six figure decision that you're making. A lot of times when people go through, you know, wanting to put an extra $100,000 down on a house because they don't want the mortgage when the interest rates at two and a half percent and they could go off and earn seven or 8% somewhere else. Like that is a multi, you know, that's tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in a decision, but people don't see it that way. They see it as this is that quick $100,000 or $50,000 decision. So understanding the power of compounding both in habits, both in physical fitness, both in financial fitness, 
um, is a secret weapon, you know, and if you, the earlier you can, you can internalize that and the earlier you can get ahead, like there's so much math backing it, but I want to drill that point home because if anybody can like listens to this and they take that one thing away, it's, it's start early, put compounding on your side. Cause no matter what happens, it's either going to be working for you or against you. And it's much, much better to be on your side. Oh, well, you know, but it, it also reminds me, and Chelsea, I'm going to ask you to speculate because I don't know if you actually have any research data about it, but I would suspect that people who have a lot more confidence in their financial future, they probably have a different relationship to stress or their bodies. Do you, do you think that might be true or am I making that up? I'm not sure the exact data or research, but I do know when, Ethan, you're mentioning the five pillars to financial success, I kind of lit up. Um, if anyone's watching the videos, I had a big smile because we were very big believers in five pillars for physical health, which is nutrition, movement, your mindset, sleep, and stress management. Very, very much so in you know making sure you're living a well-rounded, balanced life. And so going back to your point, Don, of absolutely stress and excess cortisol levels that inhibits your body from making any sort of change and to get into the point where, okay, I, I can let go of um, holding in all these toxins, holding in all this body fat. And if we are always kind of worried about money or worried about where is, you know, our, our next move, whether that's small or big in the future, um, this excess cortisol levels very much can affect our, our health, our gut health, our sleep. And of course we know if you don't get enough sleep, that kind of has a ripple effect throughout the day and throughout the week. And um, if someone, I was just thinking, if someone were to fast forward this podcast and not quite know what the background is, they might actually be thinking we're talking about a fitness um, and compounding effect and having every little habit that you do either working for you or against you very much so when it comes to your your bank account your financial literacy and as well as your own personal body that extra 500 calories a day and there's 3500 calories in a pound of fat at extra 500 day one week that's one pound of fat and so i thought it was very interesting that if you oh. going back to these habits if you have these habits working for you, you know, amazing, you can maintain, you can lose weight without even overstressing. Uh, but if you're not aware of the habits, just like if you're not aware of your spending, um, it very much could be working against you. Things. So I think it's so cool that we're having this conversation and we're bringing these parallels because for someone like me who does not have any sort of background, I think the last math class I took was in the 10th grade. Um, it's sometimes it's hard to grasp the mm -hmm. idea. And so if we can put it in layman's terms or in terms that um, people can more, maybe someone like me identify with and other people hopefully can have an aha moment like I had and, and say, okay, I'm going to start and take an action. Well, and I think, I think that's, that's really great sound advice as a way to, to wrap this up, unless you guys have something else that's burning you'd like to share with our listeners before Nothing burning. I mean, I would just like, you know, I just want to echo the fact that once you get one area of your life in line, it's, it's like a domino. It, it makes it much easier to get the other areas of your life in line. You build up that momentum. I mean, I just had a client post on my Facebook wall, essentially saying like, you know, the last 
I've been like out of shape mentally, physically, financially for the last 20 years. And as soon as he started working with me, it was about a year. It had this domino effect in his life. And he became so much more stronger, not just financially, like his credit score went from like under 600 to over 800, like in, wow. in a, a small span of time. And if he had the ability to do it on his own, he just, he didn't. And then that, that like trigger of confidence then went to the rest of his, his life. He's now going to the gym and he's being a lot more spiritual and he's like taking his mental health a lot more seriously. And, and he acknowledges the ripple effect that it's all had. And so I don't think we need a ton of data to know this. Like you, you, you start working out, you, you're like much more likely to go out and eat a little healthier. You know, it just, right. you create these like these momentums and you're like, I have a purpose, I have a reason and you're making progress. And humans are happiest when they're growing. And if you're learning, you're growing, you're seeing the changes, although they may be little in your body and your bank account, then it just inspires you to keep the ball rolling. And, and then you do it for what 90 days or something. Now you got to have it. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I do. I think that there, I really do think there's a, a correlation between if you don't feel like you have enough money and if you're worried, it will add stress to your life, which could have a, a negative impact on your body over the long term. And so to any of our listeners out there, they're real, you know, take a look. What are you worried about? If you're worried about money, if you haven't been taking the action you need to take around money, get yourself an advisor, call Ethan, call somebody, get started on a plan that makes sense for you. And then in the meantime, make sure you are doing the things you need for your body and everybody's everybody's body and mind and soul are all different and somebody like chelsea give chelsea a call and she can really share with you on a more deeply intimate level about what it is you might need and tie it back to why it's so important to work with someone like ethan because if you if you want to live to 120 you need more than money and you need more than a body that works you need them both and nothing happens in a vacuum that's just all there is to it so and and one thing you mentioned um don in a previous conversation was it, it it is intimidating to get started or to reach out for help and sometimes help might be closer than we think like ethan was a a, a friend from from early childhood so um it doesn't hurt to ask around ask other people or connect back on on linkedin with some old friends and um mm -hmm. taking that first action step um in terms of reaching out and having like a third party opinion that could be a little easier than we might think it might not be as intimidating right that's really good advice chelsea it's really good advice because everybody's you know just now two or three um steps away from knowing somebody else and if you're going to ask someone for physical advice like how to get healthy, make sure you're talking to someone who actually either works with a coach or is in good physical condition. And if you're gonna ask someone for advice about an, an advisor or a financial planner, make sure that they are people who actually listen to an advisor or listen to a planner and are on the road. They don't have to be millionaires yet, but it's gotta be, please don't, don't talk to your friends and family who are all talk and no walk. I think that's probably the best advice that you can, we can give to somebody today. So I just want to say thank you, both of you, Ethan and Chelsea, for spending time with us. This has been really delightful. And uh, for, for the listeners, we'll have information about how you can get in touch with Ethan or how you can get in touch with Chelsea to learn more about what different kinds of products and services that they offer and how to get to their websites and all of those great things. So thanks again, 
folks, I'm so glad to have spent the time with you. For having us on. Appreciate yeah. what you're doing and how you're changing changing people's perceptions. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. I think it's so important to be open about these conversations and really connect with with people who might think, I can't do that, or that's not me, or I don't have the ability to make a change, whether that's financially or or physically. I think it's important mm -hmm. that we reach as many people as we can. I agree. I agree. All right. Until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks. <laughs>